Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. covering vision for the last several weeks. When we talk about vision, we're not talking about things that we can think about and something that we pick up from other people and we put it together and then we start walking that out. When we talk about a vision, we're talking about something that we receive from the Lord. Those are the kind of people that you really want to surround yourself with, people that hear from the Lord. And I don't mean weird kind of things. And I understand there are stories in God's Word where there were some different things that happened that kind of freaked people out. But I have good news for you this morning. When He was here in the person of Jesus Christ, that would be God in the fullness of time, became a baby. That's called sound theology right there. And He grew in both favor and stature with God, His Father, and with man, I want you to know that Jesus Christ was in a dynamic relationship, not only with his father, but he was in a dynamic relationship with people that he was calling out of their way of doing things into the way of the kingdom. When you talk about vision and you talk about where we've been, we know we've already covered the fact that a vision starts with a voice. It's a voice that you receive from heaven. And then you've got to be willing to invest in that vision. You've got to be willing to make the sacrifices necessary so that vision will take place. Then last week talked about impartation. And I know many of us have been around full gospel, the Pentecostal movement, and all of that. I understand that. And I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But i got to tell you, if you've been around it very long, you know there's some stuff that causes you to go, what was that? What I want you to know about Jesus this morning as we talk about vision and the letter O about obedience, Jesus Christ was balanced. Now, it was only the religious people who felt that he was out of whack. They really looked at him and said, there's no way that this carpenter could be any more than just a carpenter. In fact, he has a tendency to break all the rules. I mean, when we look at Abraham and we look at the Mosaic Law and then we look at this man called Jesus the Messiah, there's no way he could be our Messiah because he doesn't line up with everything that we've learned. Here's the cool thing about the kingdom. It's not what you have learned. It's what are you learning? I'm concerned about believers who have already positioned themselves for eternity. And no longer growing. Mm. Amen. Thank you. I love encouragement. When we begin looking at obedience this morning, I want to give to you a quote that I found this week. It may or may not appear on the screen, but you'll have it on podcast. 
Obedience is not the mark of a slave. It is one of the prime qualities of leadership. Now, let me tie some things together. So when the Lord begins to put together this incredible praise and worship team, two levels deep, they're going to be up-and-coming leaders, but they're going to carry a heart of obedience. And if they're not obedient, they can't be on this platform. Because they will infect you with what they, what they carry. Let me explain it to you this way. If you go to school and you're signed up for algebra, you don't want to end up in the history class because you're supposed to be in the algebra class. You want to make sure that you're being taught by those who have kingdom relationships. This stuff's starting to connect. Can I come up here and tell you about rules and regulations and you'll be bored and walking quickly? But I want to encourage you to open up your life and begin walking in an eternal relationship with the king and those who are also kingdom-oriented. And this is what the Bible's talking about. Yeah, that's a real good place to give God praise. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, this is what Peter had to say when there was a lot of things coming against him and others in the early church. By the way, be encouraged today. If there have been things coming against you and you're walking in the kingdom, you are in good standing with others. If you are a believer that's never faced anything, you're not going through anything, you may want to check and make sure you have what you're supposed to be carrying. So Peter said, along with the other apostles, we must obey God rather than human beings. That's why it's real easy to be rule and and regulation oriented. Following all the rules, following all the things that have been passed down to you. God wants you to obey Him, not the traditions of men. Let me say that one again. God wants you to obey Him, not the traditions of men. We all who were raised in the church know how to do church, but we don't know how to live for God. I mean, I know people who go to church and they walk in and they walk out and there's no change. Like, did the teacher really show up? What was really going on in that algebra class? So what did you learn today from civics? I don't know. I don't know. know. Because we are so inclined and so geared to try to mimic what others are doing and calling it ours. God wants you to walk with Him and to obey Him and to know Him. So Peter says, what we need to do as apostles and leaders here in the early church, we've got to obey God rather than other people. And the point out of that is this, vision carriers obey God at all costs. If you have a vision from the Lord... It has cost you something to receive it, and it's going to cost you something to carry it, and it's going to cost you something to see it fulfilled. That's three deep. That's three dimensions. It will cost you even more to have no vision. And it will also cost your children and your grandchildren even more because you wouldn't start the process of listening for his voice. You weren't willing to make any investment. You didn't make any sacrifices and you never had an impartation by the Spirit of the Lord. 
Let me explain to you this way. Report cards just came out. There are students who receive good grades, but if you ask them, could you break that down for me and show me your A? They'll go, huh? What, what do you mean? They mastered what was requested, but that doesn't mean they know the material. What are you doing, Pastor? <clears throat> you can master scriptures, but that doesn't mean you know the substance of the book. It may also mean you don't even know the author of the book. Come on, church. And this is what the Bible is talking about in Acts chapter 26 and verse 19. When, oh boy, this is interesting. Here he stands. The man changed from Saul to Paul. He's standing before King Agrippa. Now that's human being on human being. Reminds me of court this past Friday as I was there in the courthouse um, with a lot of uh, students who attend the academy. And one of the students came up to the podium. We're talking about King Agrippa. We're talking about Paul, another human being, standing before this particular king. He's about to say something to him that began to shift everything. The playing field was shift when he said what he was about to say. So let's check that out, and then we'll revisit Bronson. So then, this is a quote from Scripture, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me, Paul, you're going to stand before the king and you're going to tell the king that you have something that's from another realm? You mean you actually live from another dimension and that you're going to be obedient to what you've seen and heard? That's what relationship is all about. That's what it means to be in a relationship with God. God has spoken, God has shown, God has given. God has imparted, and I know that I'm standing in your presence, Your Honor, but I must let you know I will not be disobedient to the heavenly vision. That's what God is calling for. <coughs> so one of the young students walked up to the podium and standing in front of the judge, Judge Browning, and his shirt was not where it should have been, and his pants were not where they were supposed to be. And so one of the deputies walked over and said, young man, get your pants pulled up. You're in the courthouse. And of course, his body language was everything that you could say outside the church right now. And that's what his body was communicating. And so he did it. And then he did this. They do it all the time if you're paying attention. If you ask them, I need for you to pull your pants up and get your shirt tucked in, they'll do it. And then they turn right around and because inside of us, we all know how to be defiant against the heavenly vision. We can even be in the courtroom before a judge who has all authority in that courtroom, and we can still show, I'm going to have my way. You cannot carry a vision. He can't release a vision. And you can't fulfill a vision when you have a defiant attitude. Now, what in the world, Pastor, are you talking about? You can be defiant and be religious. You can be defiant and be religious and let it come off like better than thou. Can I break this down for you? Well, Pastor, I'm here for the very first time. Could be the last time. But I'm used to having just hymnals. 
And I'd like to have all hymns sung by the church and every verse. Well, that is a way, but not the only way. And whatever you do, don't use anything from the secular venue to try to reach those who can't be like us. Notice how I said that? Because we are his shining stars, are we not? I thought the Bible says that he found me in the miry clay and he put me up on a solid rock. What he's done for us, he wants to do for those outside. So this is going somewhere. So this ministry is geared not only to comfort those who need comfort, but we're also here to assist those who've never been in the kingdom. So we may use some things that will tantalize them and torment you. Now the Bible says that one of the things Jesus did was this. He said, what think ye of Christ? This isn't how long can I preach and try to and, and, and bore you. I was going to use a different term. This is an opportunity for you to come into the house of the Lord, hear God's word, and then begin processing and assessing and asking yourself things like, when I'm in the courtroom, heavenward, do I come across as being defiant? When I'm waiting for God to show me direction and he doesn't respond on my timetable, do I walk out of the courtroom and slam the door? That happened on Friday. I'm saying to you this morning that God is inviting the church to open up the doors. God is inviting us to let him out of the box so that people who have never experienced God could get a taste of how good God is. That's what I'm talking about. So I said to several of those who are on leadership, and I've had some fun with it over this weekend, along with the fact that we're celebrating uh, an anniversary I am so concerned about the church, especially when I walk outside this group and I see other believers in this tri-county area, they're not having any fun, but they're just trying to obey God. It's killing me, but I'm obeying God. What are you obeying? I'm obeying all the rules and regulations that were handed down to me. God wants you to bypass all of that and get into a relationship with him. Where it's about fellowship. Come with me, if you will, please, to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. It is about the voice of the Lord. His name is Saul also, but this is an Old Testament man named Saul who never had his nature changed. In the New Testament, there was a man by the name of Saul. He was a persecutor of the church. He was a, come on church. He was a religious man. He was a keeper of the law. He knew the letter of the law and he demanded everybody to follow the letter of the law. But this man that we're about to read about is the man who was anointed by God for Israel. You talk about shaking in your boots, that causes me to shake. 
King Saul was anointed. He was appointed. He was put in a position. He was going to be the rallying voice for the nation of Israel, for the Jewish people. And God spoke to him. And he didn't follow through. I want to encourage you this morning. I can't hear for you from heaven. Now, when God gives me a rhema word, uh uh-oh, say out of the box. That's right. When God gives me an insight that could bring light to your situation or to circumstances you're dealing with, I'm going to share that. Reminds me of a couple weeks ago, the Lord gave me a word for couple individuals that were in the house that particular evening. They're not here this morning, so you don't have to wonder. And I could tell the moment I opened up my mouth, we're not receiving this. How do you get that? It's called walking in a relationship with God. Day after day after day after day, knowing His voice. Knowing His voice. Well... King Saul knew his voice too. But let me tell you something. When you don't carry out what God's given to you from heaven, God will send you a prophet or a prophetess. In this case, Samuel was the prophet. I said to the academy last week, I said, let me tell you one thing my dad taught me. And they all kind of like, I said, get over yourselves. Let me tell you what he said. Many, many years ago, all of our young people should be listening. He said, son, I will not always be able to track where you go and what you do and what you say. But remember this. It's an Old Testament verse. Here's what he said. Son, remember this. Be sure your sins will find you out. Where are you? Well, if you're not thinking, if you're not being led by the Spirit, if your mind is all over the place like on Internet, you're just waiting, aren't you? Because you're a rule and regulation person, right? Long before I came to Florida, I was in Carolina, I was in Georgia. I've been in ministries. I used to have people do this from the audience. I almost wanted to give them a different sign. You don't need to know that sign. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, if we try to monitor a service, don't tell me you're not trying to do that with God because you are. That's exactly what we're doing with the Father. And then sometimes we look up and go, but you said, don't say that. Because our times are in his hands. So God spoke to King Saul and told him, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to make sure there's nothing left behind. You've read the story. You know the story. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Well, he went partial with God. He didn't go all the way. Oh, this will preach. When Robin um, had a chance to walk back out of the Assembly of God Church in Franklin um, 500 years ago, her grandfather, as he was bringing her up the uh, stairs, there was a side door, and he said to her, Sweetheart, you can still get out of this. It was like one more chance. You sure you want to go through the doors into the sanctuary? You know what you're going to, you know what's, you know who's up there. He's crazy. He's whacked. He's not from North Carolina. He's one, he's different. You sure? And when that door opened up and I looked at that, I'm sorry. And I looked at her. Sorry. See, I'm done being religious.
religious. I was raised in the church. I know all the religious tones and terms to use. Did you get both those? Tones and terms to use. I'm done with it. It just about killed me. It turned me into a rebellious person as a young man. Because I couldn't stomach it. Because when you're built for the kingdom, religion doesn't work. I hope some of you have an upset stomach this morning and you want to get rid of some religious things that you absolutely know. This isn't helping me one bit. I don't know why I keep doing this. And I don't mean about coming to church. I'm talking about, did I do it right? Did I do this? Please. Rules and regulations will destroy relationships. But if you will let your relationship be dynamic and where you have fun. There are many in the ranks who are inhibited. They're afraid to let anybody know. God has spoken to me. I carry a vision. There's something that God wants to do in my life. God wants to use me. God wants to help others. Help me. I want to help others. And so we just shut down. talking about obedience and we're about to look at a man who becomes fearfully embraced by the prophet whose name was Samuel. It could have been Judge Browning and one of those young men standing there, but now King Saul is about to meet the prophet. Listen, the names and titles down here don't pull rank in the king. Names and titles down here do not pull rank in the kingdom. He was King Saul. He was over everybody. But God had a prophet by the name of Samuel. And Samuel had backbone. If you're going to carry vision, you're going to have to have backbone. Because, are you ready for this? Family, friends, and the church will try to crush the vision of God. Oh, this should be on podcast. You didn't, you didn't believe that? Do you need some theology? What about Joseph? The moment he opened up his mouth and said, I have a dream and this is what's going to happen and this is going to happen and then this will take place and there will be those that will bow down. You know the rest of the story that happened to Joseph. When you, are you still here? Maybe that's why some of you struggled academically at school because you would never, ever grab your thoughts and make them... The Bible says that we captivate our thoughts and make them obey God. I'll get to that verse next week. We captivate our thoughts and make them obey God. So here he is. He's standing now in the presence of a kingdom-sent person. It's a good thing when you get off course that God sends the right person into your life. You know that you need to hear from heaven and you've lost that fine tune and then God releases a man or a woman or he may even use, I won't even say because you'll be shocked. Do you remember the story in the Old Testament when God used some animals to get the attention of those that should have been doing the right thing? That's an interesting story. So let's kind of pull this together this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 15, 22. Here he is, king over Israel. Samuel shows up. Unbeknownst to King Saul, 
he is now in the courtroom of heaven. Did you know that even while you're here on earth, you're still in the presence of God? Because the Bible says in the book of Acts, we live and we move and we have our being in him. So if you've been bought and paid for by the precious blood of the Lamb, you are not your own. You are not your own. So give up your rules and give up your regulations and give up all your dogmas. Lay them all down and follow hard after Jesus Christ. (laughs) So here he stands and he begins to give Samuel all of his reasoning of what he had done in not only hearing the voice of God, but obeying the voice of God. But God told him, don't bring anything back. Don't bring anything back. But he did. Samuel's about to speak. And Samuel replied, What's more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Let's break that down for just a moment. And then we're going to tie some things together and stop and come back next week. I want to spend two services on what it means to obey God. And let me just, so that I don't lose this thought, I want to go ahead and share this with you right now. I hope that you come in here going, this doesn't look like the normal church. I hope you come in here going, I'm expecting something today that's never happened before. Now, if you need the other places, I'll be glad to share with you some other places that will help you feel comfortable in your dead zone. But here, you need to expect the unexpected. We are trying to reach those who don't want to come into a place called the church. We want to reach out to the lost and dying. And not bring them in and let us be the potter. Many churches love to do that. God, if I could just get my hands on those kids, I would really whip them into shape. Keep your hands off of everybody. And one step further, keep your mouth off of everybody. Let God be true and every man a liar. That's some scripture. So we are going to be embarking and, that's a good word, and then we're going to be embracing whatever God wants us to do or to use so that we can begin to have an impact and an influence on those who don't have any clue how the church ought to be. So I have a question for you this morning. Brace yourselves. Turn down for what? There'll be more about that later. Not today. We are so petrified by what the world has that we won't even take it and turn it around and use it for God's glory. We let the enemy have more fun out there than we are in here. And Samuel replied, what's more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Vision carriers prove their obedience through submission. As we close this morning, what's more pleasing To the Lord. You continually having your way and for me to continue to have my way or for us to be in alignment with God. Alignment with God. 
where we are today as a ministry has a lot to do with my earthly father. I started thinking about my dad this morning. I started reflecting upon his life and his ministry. I don't get any of this from that side of my family. My dad was very quiet, very reserved, didn't talk a lot, deeply devoted to Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk about the strengths. I watched. I need for you to really focus now. We're done. But you've got to get this so you understand why are you here? And do I want to be a part of this ministry? He wasn't about flair and fame. He wasn't about any of that. He was all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he walked it out quietly. Down the stretch of his life, he used to say to me, he would call or I would call, and he'd say things like this. Son, I need for you to go quietly. Well, you can see part of my personality. Go quietly. Turn down for what? We are where we are today in this ministry because I had a forerunner. Listen, who never got to see any of this. The ministry was very small, all 60 years. But I saw a man who obeyed God. Do you know what that's done for me? That has stimulated me to obey God. To obey God. And here's what's crazy. And see, he's in the great cloud of witnesses, so he's watching and he's looking in this morning. Right now. He can observe this. He taught me by lifestyle to obey God. You know what that meant I had to do? Well, I had to learn to walk away from the denomination that he served in. I had to walk away from that. I'm not going to get into why. Well, then I found out that after serving in the assemblies of God, I had to leave that too. If you're trying to measure up to the church, hell on you. Have fun. Man, you, you use words loosely. No, I'm telling you, get ready. So I had to, I had to obey God and it was crushing my father. Because he wanted me to be in those structured church settings. But I said, I can't because of things that happened when I was a teenager, etc., etc. I'm not permitted. I can't serve there. But I know there's a... Y'all think like that was like, wow, he was just ever having a lot of fun. You do not know what the vision will cost you when you start obeying God. Even those that have taught you to obey God, there will be times when they will weep because they know you've got to obey God out of the box. And you can't turn down what God's put inside of you. You've got to release that. And there were times when I wanted my dad to stand up to people. But he would just go quietly. And now I've found in my study this week, 
He was a man who was submitted to the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And he really understood what the battle was all about. The battle belongs to the Lord. So if you think you've always got to have something to say and you've got to tell somebody and you've got to put people in their place, it's going to affect your vision. Literally. It will affect this vision and it will affect your natural vision as you see things coming and going. This morning, I pray all over this room that the visions that God has given to you for your business, for your marriage, for your children, I want you to speak vision into your homes. I want you to speak vision into this tri-county area. I want us who are in education, I want us to speak over young people. Yes, you can get your education. Don't drop out. Don't take it that way. Don't go there. I want to encourage you to speak vision into the lives of children and into the lives of young people. The anointing of the Lord is upon me right now. I feel the anointing of the Lord in this room. He's inviting some of you that have walked away from vision to once again walk into the courtroom and embrace His presence and invite Him to show you once again that was my voice. I was speaking to you. I have something that only you can do. And you are on my track. And my eye is upon you. And my countenance will keep you. And I will overshadow you with my love and with my grace. Step back up into the ring. You haven't been knocked down. You haven't even been knocked out. Get back up and get in the ring. And the vision will explode for such a time as this. Will you stand with me this morning? Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.